Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. I've been going through a scary season. I've been going through, I just lost my aunt this week. And it's crazy because we know they go to heaven, but it still hurts. And it's scary to see my parents getting old. And I know that the moments that are drawing near on earth, as glorious as they are in heaven, they're also very painful on earth. I wouldn't have it any other way, though. Because I know that we're being prepared for eternity. We're being prepared for eternal life. And sometimes we go through times and situations that seem so scary um, and intimidating for us. And, and it's not that we're depressed. It's that we mourn. And it's that we cry. And we ask God, why do we, why do we have to let them go when we're learning to love them? And he's preparing every single one of our hearts. And in the midst of all these things, we are overcomers. And in the middle of the things that we feel like we're so weak, God is teaching us to be strong. And we see beauty in those moments. So I don't want to have church just to have church. I want to, like, sit still and listen to my father's voice. Because sometimes all the shouting, the jumping, the going crazy, and the shahahahaing and tongues is not enough. Sometimes even coming to church is not enough. Because then when we leave the group, we have to go back to our reality. We have to go back to our daily living. We have to go back to taking care of our sick parents. And we have to go back to taking care of the rebellious kids. And we have to go back to thinking of our insecurities and our fears. And we have to go back to the pain and the hurt that we all go through. Because every single one of us in this room is going through it. I know it. I know it. But God sees you. God sees you. And nothing's going to separate you. He sees your tears. He sees your struggles. He, he sees your mistakes, but he hears your cry when nobody else is there and you're going, God, I need you. God, I don't know how to do this. God, I'm so scared. God, I feel like you're calling me out into the waters, but I'm so scared to take that step because I feel like the crashing waves are going to overtake me. God, I feel like I made a mistake. Was I honest? Was I angry? Was I bitter, God? But he sees you. The Father loves you. We could talk many religious things right now. We could talk about doctrines and dogmas. We could talk about systems and ways and denominations and traditions and which one's right and which one's wrong and which interpretation is right and which interpretation is wrong. They are all wrong. They're all wrong because there's only one that's right, and his name is Jesus, and he's the one leading us to the Father. Every, every denomination right now, we have so many churches, and every church is telling us something different. There's so many teachers, and every teacher is telling us something different. And it gets confusing and it gets exhausting because everybody's interpretation is different. But this is why we were called to know his voice. We need to know his voice because he's faithful. No human is faithful. No human is gentle. No human is kind. The kindness that we experience, the gentleness that we experience, the love that we experience, the joy and patience and mercy that we experience, it's the mercy 
joy, hope, gentleness, goodness, and faithfulness of the Spirit. And when we open ourselves to the Spirit, then we begin to taste. Then we begin to experience something we never knew. It didn't come of us. It came of Him. That's why He said, you will benefit that I leave. For when I leave, I will send you the Comforter. He's your friend. He's my spirit. And he's going to lead you to all truth. He will lead you to all truth. There's many teachers. And we're all going to teach what God teaches us. But what God has taught me doesn't mean it's an absolute truth in your life. Because you're different than me. There's journeys. The only truth that is truth, 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 truth is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. You might feel like a slow song. It's holy for you. But they might, another person might feel like a fast song. It's holy for them. A, one person might feel like you need to keep the Sabbath because the Sabbath is holy. And then up to some of us, we keep every day holy. Because we've seen the glory of the Lord. And I don't need just one day. I need him every day. Somebody might say, you must go and worship over there. And some might say, no, you must come and worship over here. But yet when the Jesus looked at the lady of the well, he said, the time is coming. Where you will neither worship me there nor there, but everywhere. Because we're coming to the revelation that he's king. Those people didn't have full revelation. So they thought it was here. Like, oh, we were in the upper room and we experienced the upper room. So now we got to stay in the upper room. And he's like, no, I gave you something in the upper room. So now you could scatter throughout the whole earth. And what God is doing in us in private is not so you will lock yourself up in a building and behind four doors and never talk to a human being again. No, it's in the secret place that you're being impregnated with destiny. But this destiny must take you to humanity to save humanity. Because for God so loved the world. If your encounters with Jesus are not leading you to love people, you're not encountering Jesus. Your first encounters are going to be to heal you, to touch you. But if you look at humanity and you say, I hate earth, I hate humanity, I'm sorry. You didn't encounter the lover of my soul. Because he's not just the lover of your soul. He's the lover of our soul because we are one. We still don't get it that we are one. All these churches, they still don't get it that we're one. But the king is coming and only one will arise. Not one individual, one church. Every body part that's been scattered of the bride will arise one day every bone that's why the prophet ezekiel went through the valley of shadow of death he went through the valley of bones that was earth he was in the spirit he wasn't in some desert in nigeria god took him in the spirit to a desert to a desert in the spirit where there was bones everywhere and he said will this bones live and Ezekiel gave the right answer. He said, Lord, only you know. Only you know if these bones will live. And the Lord was like, right answer. And then the Lord said, prophesy. Prophesy to the bones. And prophesy to the wind. The, the bones is us. We're the bones. We were all dead in our sins and transgressions. The wind is the Holy Spirit. That's why when they were in the upper room, the Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind. It's the same story from a different perception, but in the same place. The prophet already saw in the Spirit what was going to happen on the face of the earth one day. The Lord showed him that the earth was destroyed the earth was deserted but there were bones and he said prophesy when he prophesied the word came who's the word the word is Jesus that came into the earth and began to go and look for the bones where do you find bones you find bones in graves 
you find bones in cemeteries. And the word comes into the graves. And the word comes into the dead, deserted places to bring life. That's why Jesus met you where he met you. He didn't meet you when you were holy. You didn't need him when you were holy. You needed him when you were unholy. You didn't need him when you were restored. You needed him when you were broken. You didn't need him when you were alive. You needed him when you were dead in your sins and your transgressions. And the word came. The spirit of life and breath came to the dry bones. Go to the garden, Genesis chapter 1, same thing. Goes into the dirt, goes into the sand, and begins to create life once more. He did it in Genesis, he did it in Ezekiel, and he's doing it again. He's meeting us in the dry places. The word is Jesus manifested into human. We are words that got lost. We are words that died. And the Father sent a word of life to meet the words that were dead so we can arise. And the wind blew and the bones began to shake and they began to shatter. And in a place where there was no sound, a sound arose. Bones began to worship. <laughs> Sounds like tongues to me. Sounds like bones are speaking tongues. And that's why we shake when we feel the might and the power of God. And every bone began to move. And every part began to connect to its part. We didn't know each other, but now we're connected. She was in one part of the world. I was in another part of the world. But we, God knew that I needed to meet this girl. God knew I needed to meet this girl. God knew I needed to meet this girl. God knew I needed to meet you. God knew we needed to meet each other. Just 10 years ago, none of us knew each other. But bones began to shake. And a quickening began to happen. And God being, you were surrounded with these bones. But these are not the bones you're going to stick with. All of a sudden, this bone gets moved. And all of a sudden, you find yourself over here right now. Like, why am I here? My bones abandoned me. No, they didn't abandon you. The Lord says, I moved you. I picked you up from the bones you called family. But you were not from that body. You were for this body. Let them be that body. They're still the body. And every part came with its part. And every bone began to connect with its bone. And the knee bone went and connected with the thigh bone. And the wrist bone went and connected with the femur or whatever bone this is. Right? And every bone just started going around that desert. Click, 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 click. There have been many storms. Those bones have been moved everywhere. Connect, 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 connect. And life began to happen. And no longer was there dead bones. But there was a great army. And what God is doing on the face of the earth right now, he's raising an army. Yeah, you were all the way in Wisconsin. But God had to bring you to connect to the right body. I'm not saying that that's not a body. That's also a body. But you're never part of that body. You thought you were part of that body. And there's more than one person from Wisconsin here, by the way. <laughs> it sounds like it's for one person, but there's more than one here that God brought from Wisconsin. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there's a few. <laughs> so it's not coincidence. Guys, it's going. You thought you were Puerto Rican, but you needed, you needed an Asian person in your life. You thought you were black, but you needed to meet a white person. You were Pentecostal, but God needed to bring a Baptist. You thought you were denomination, but God needed to bring a Protestant. You thought you were all a teacher, but God needed to bring a prophet. You thought you were apostolic, but God needed to bring you a pastor. And all of a sudden, we're coming together. We're in the slow process of coming together to become the army of God to arise and to shine and to release the glory of God upon the face of the earth like it's never been seen before. Don't be afraid of the things you've never seen. Get excited about them because the word says things that I has not seen. If you go to every church and the church is doing everything the same and the same and the same, where is the new thing? Where is the new thing? If the Lord is doing a new thing, can somebody tell me where is the new thing? So why are you nervous of the new thing? If we've been prophesying of the new thing, 
We're not compromising the word. We're not living in sin. We're reaching the lost like it's never been seen before. We're going to the highways and to the byways and compelling them to come. Did he say go sit in church and have church for the rest of your life? Or did he said messengers, go into the highways and byways and compel them to come? He said invite the good and invite the bad. Read your Bible. That's what it says. Invite the good and invite the bad. Whoever's willing, whoever's hungry, whoever's thirsty, tell them to come. So it's not about how perfect you are. Are you willing? It's not about how sinful you are. My question to you is, are you willing? Will you accept the invitation to the kingdom of heaven? I don't know. I'm already in line, guys. I'm sorry. I'm shouting from the line. I'm going, guys, time is coming. Time is coming, guys. Time is coming. The door, the door. Guys, get in line. Get in line. Our prophets, our teachers, our parents, our friends that loved us, that taught us the word, they were here, but are they in heaven already? The people that were teaching you the word of God when you were just a child, they already went through the door. And they were telling you, you were back in the line, they're like, hey, I'm telling you, as you grow up, keep trusting God. As you grow up, don't forget to pray. As you grow up, keep trusting the Lord. When you grow up and you fail, call the name of Jesus. Your grandmother was telling you that because she knew the door was coming. I'm telling you this because I know the door is coming. Time is coming short. I see it. This morning I was in the bathroom and I saw the gates of heaven open up. And I saw my aunt run to the choir and the Lord says, you guys are my choir. You are my choir that fell into sin and separated from me. But I'm calling my choir back. Why do you think I'm stirring you guys up to sing? Just so people think we're having a good church service? No. I saw you in the choir. We all belong in the choir of the Lord. And right now we are practicing our songs that we're going to sing forever. And one day in this choir you'll get your solo. It will be your testimony. Song in a song. What the Lord did for you. And you'll get to step up for a moment. And you'll have your moment of your solo. Of what Jesus did for you. And then you go back in line. And the next person will come out. It's my solo for Jesus. And we'll sing forever. This in and out. This dance of worshipers. Singing to the king forever. I promise. I promise. I saw it this morning. And I cried. And that's why it's like the Lord's like, this is why. I know you're scared to let go of your parents. I know you're scared to let go of your spiritual parents. I know you're scared to let go of your loved ones. But he's like, my choir's almost ready. It's just a few, just a little bit more of you that are left to come in. It's this generation left. And they're waiting for us. And our loved ones are getting in the choir. When you step into the throne room, you're going to see your grandmama. She's going to wave at you. I'm here. You're going to see them. Everyone you've loved that has hurt so much, you're going to see them waving from their bleacher up there in the choir. And they'll be celebrating as you enter and you begin to sing your song to the Lord forever. The devil doesn't want you to release your song. He's been trying to shut your mouth all these years. That's why some of you had had these nightmares and these uh, night paralysis where something is strangling you at the throat. Because he hates your song. But the Father loves your song. The devil's choking your throat because he doesn't want you to testify. So he'll lie to your ear. He'll say things like, they'll never get your story. If the church ever hears what you really went through, they're going to kick you out. Don't tell them. Don't tell them what God did for you. He's tempting you with a lie. He's tempting you. With, he's telling you that your story's not good enough. He's telling you that God doesn't love you. And God is constantly reminding you of his love because he says, you are my warrior. You are my beautiful one. You are my precious one. And there is a voice. There is a sound that echoes throughout eternity. And that voice is yours. You don't remember how you sang. But you sing. 
He's trying to keep you quiet, telling you that you're not powerful. And yet the Lord keeps telling you, you are a revivalist, anointed prophet. And that's why this hunger is driving you to go to faraway lands to find the glory that you already carry in you. It's in you already. He's a liar. The enemy is a liar because he doesn't want you to be the king and the queen you are. You just don't know it. You don't remember. But the day's coming, guys. The day's coming. Well, you'll radiate like a thousand sunsets. The day's coming. Well, you'll roar like many waters. I promise. The day's coming where we'll join the army of God in all of creation, visible and invisible. We'll see the rocks, the dolphins, and the trees worship the Lord. But we will also see the angels and the seraphims and the cherubim. You'll see one day the 24 elders cast their crowns. They look like fountains of crowns that constantly flow. Crowns that flow before the feet of the Lord forever. That's why he wears many crowns. He just doesn't wear one. He's constantly picking the crowns of his kids. He's stacking them up on his head. Read your Bible. He is love. And Jesus, Jesus is the language of God. Jesus is the word that was spoken. And when it entered this realm, it became a man. To reach man. That's who he is. I feel like you just teleported in here or something. <laughs> like I looked, you weren't there. Then I looked, I was like, what? <laughs> Welcome home. Because you're home. You're home. And this is what he says. And I'm, I'm, I, this is the way that we got to read the word. Not in a monotone way because it's not painting the picture. We need the word to paint a picture. So you can understand the beauty and the majesty of our king. I'm taking you guys there right now. Who's experiencing peace right now? Right? There's peace. It's like, we don't need to shout. We don't need to scream. We don't need to, it's fun to do that. But the Bible says, be still before the Lord of the earth. When the king comes in, we all bow down. When the king comes in, there's so much might and so much wonder. You're like, oh, it's the king. It's him. The one we've been waiting for. Because, you know, you've been waiting for him. Even when you've messed up, you've been waiting for him. When you cry and you hurt, who you called? You didn't call the Ghostbusters. You didn't call your mom or your dad. When there was nobody around and they broke your heart. And you were holding onto that pillow. And you were crying with that pain. Or when your mom died, when your dad died, and you held on to that pillow. Because before then, you had to look strong. But you held that pillow, and you said, God, 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 help God, 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 if you're out there, God. God, if you're out there, God, if you're out there, will you help me, God? Anybody ever said, God, if you're out there, help me. God, I need you right now. God, I'm sorry I never believed, but I need something. I don't even know what I need. I need I need it. I know you're here because you did. You wouldn't be sitting here if you didn't. You wouldn't be able to sit in this type of presence if you never cried out. The fact that you even come up to a type of church like this, that we're not keeping up with tradition or culture or systems of man, is because I know that deep in your being you cried out, God. Maybe you didn't know his name. Maybe you didn't know how to pray. Maybe you were just at the bar. Maybe you were just walking out of a bar drunk as heck, sitting in a car. Maybe you just got cheated on and you wanted to kill yourself. Maybe your mom died and you were in the hospital bed next to your mom. And you said, God. And he heard your cry. He said, cry out to me. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And now all of a sudden, you're here learning something you did not know. And it's so sweet. And it's so gentle. And 
Every single one in this room right now feels safe. <laughs> this is real prophecy. You feel safe like, wow. So much peace. This feels like a dream. <laughs> I almost feel like a baby in a crib. <laughs> and the Lord is just singing a lullaby of love over us. He said in Zephaniah 3.17, I sing a song over you. He's the God that sings over his people. See, all the other gods demanded sacrifices. They demanded bloodshed. But yet our God shed his blood. I'm sorry, but there is no God like my God. And as a matter of fact, there is no other God but my God. There isn't. The other ones are deceiving spirits, leading people astray. People thinking if they do this and if they do that, but our God did it for us. We're trying, humanity's trying to please their God, but our God is pleased with us. You read the scripture, he calls you his masterpiece, his piece of art, his wonderful creation. He calls you his melody, he calls you his song. And you think your life is just blah. Oh no, it's not. There's some high notes and there's some low notes. But you need high notes and you need low notes if you're going to have a symphony. If you're going to have a melody. You need some up notes and you need some low notes, right? And look, Jesus, the language of God, throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave to them was only a fragment at a time. That's what we can't argue with people. We can't argue with prophets because God's only giving a fragment at a time. Now, if we come together, if we learn to love one another, we'll get the whole picture. I've met so many people in the streets like, I know the truth and you don't know the truth. I'm like, you're wrong. You only got a fragment. And I only have a fragment. And I need you and you need me. And we need them. And if we all come together with all the fragments, it'll work. We're only as strong as our weakest link. We're not a link. We're a long chain of people. Through generation and generation. From nation to nation. These army is coming together no man is the reward himself no man by himself has the full revelation it's all of us coming together one body with many parts working together every part doing its part will bring the revelation of heaven the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom and in the kingdom, you have a king. In a kingdom, you have guards. In a kingdom, you have warriors. But in a kingdom, you also have farmers. In a kingdom, you have harvesters. In a kingdom, you have bakers. And in a kingdom, you have candlestick makers. In a kingdom, you have the... Uh, what do you call the guys that make armor? The blacksmiths, right? And in the kingdom, you have children. In the kingdom, you have cooks. And you have servants. In the kingdom, you have so many people. So we can't reject the warriors. But we can't reject the bakers either. We can't reject the night post guards up on the wall. But hey, we can't reject the teachers. We can't reject the children. In the kingdom, you have the wise ones. And in the kingdom, you have the playful ones. And they're all needed at the table. Because the king, the king loves his kingdom. And the king is pursuing his kingdom. The kingdom is not the castle. The kingdom are the people. A king without people is not a king. 
A castle without people is not a kingdom. Heaven has the king. Heaven has the guards. Heaven has the castle. Heaven needs its people. We need one another. We need each other. The revelation he gave to them was only a fragment at a time. Building one truth upon another. Foundation being laid. But to us living in these last days. But to us. If when they wrote this, they were in the last days, then where are we? <laughs> we're at the end of the last days. <laughs> they were in the last days. Paul was in the last days. So we're at the end of the last days. Well, that's what we call it, the end of days. And I'm not scared because I'm seeing the kingdom come. I'm like, oh, guys. Guys, I see the kingdom. I hope somebody's listening. God told me this morning something in the shower. See, a lot of people don't like listening to all my Facebook lives because they're too long. Remember what I'm telling you right now. The day that I'm gone, the day that I'm gone, the day that I'm passed away, you're all going to go to my Facebook live and you're going to be grateful. Remember that. Remember that. And you will understand what I was talking about in such a level. You're going to freak out because you're going to be like, oh, my God, he's talking to us from eternity. I already was. Where do you think I'm speaking from right now? Where do you think we're sitting right now? We're already there. That piece, you think that piece is from earth? <laughs> no. You think that piece is the music? No. It's Jesus playing the piano. <laughs> just don't see the full picture yet one day all this will go away but we all will be in the same spots and then you're going to look around the room you're going to be like no all these kings and queens and you'll see that the kingdom is here right now and you will see jesus playing that piano he loves to sing to his people who, who you think taught all uh, beethoven how to play jesus who made the flute and the clarinet jesus he gave us the breath to blow into these instruments. He gave us the ideas of these symphonies and melodies. None of them came from none of these human beings. Some of their testimonies say they went to the glory and they heard those sounds and they played them on earth. Everything that is exists in the Lord first. And when you discover that, then you could bring, and I'm not saying goodbye. I'm not going to die anytime soon. Because people hear that. He's like, why? I called my father this week. I'm like, Bobby. He's like, what happened? I just called to say I love you. Why are you telling me that? I'm like, because you deserve to know that you're loved. But our cultures and our traditions have taught us that we can't say I love you. They, the culture and traditions have taught us that we only express our heart when something bad is happening. When somebody dies, then you got to live in regret because you never expressed your heart. Why? You have permission to express love now. The world has it backwards. The world thinks you express love when you're ready to die. The world thinks you must die to experience peace. You must die to experience joy. But that was not the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, when you pray... He said, Father, hey, Father, Father, you're in heaven. Can your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as in heaven? Because I've seen heaven, and heaven is wonderful. And everybody loves each other in heaven, and there's so much peace in heaven. You think this is a lot? This is just a piece of peace. Wait until you get the full pie. <laughs> you know that peace is a fruit? You get a piece of peace in heaven. What? Read your Bible. Who knows your Bible? Is peace a fruit of the Spirit? And what's a fruit? Something you eat. <laughs> so why wouldn't you get a peace pie in heaven? <laughs> if peace is a fruit. I know it sounds ridiculous. Wait until you get there. I mean, you better eat that peace pie. <laughs> you better eat that pie piece. <laughs> Do you want a piece? Peace pie? 
You think I'm playing? I'm not playing. It's the fruit of the Spirit that will transform your life. There is a tree, the tree of life. And there's 12 fruits that grow from that tree. And then every month, we'll eat a fruit. We're going to have months, months designated, a month just for love, where we're going to eat love casserole. I'm telling you. And then one month is going to be like joy desserts, joy bombs. I know it sounds childlike. Wait till you get there. As if I'm intimidated by people's opinions and thoughts. Your brokenness doesn't let you see your beauty. It's your brokenness that's lying to you. It's your brokenness telling you that I'm crazy. But yet you believe the lie that you're worthless. I'm sitting here telling you how much worth you have. And yet you choose to listen to the voice of worthlessness. Which is your enemy. I'm not your enemy. I'm your brother. And I'm telling you the truth. He's healed my heart. He's making all things new. He takes your brokenness and he restores you. He causes you to overflow. You used to be dry as a desert. And now you flow with a river in your belly. And if you don't believe me, the scripture says that for those that believe, rivers of living waters will bubble up from their inner being. The Bible says that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And you are that city. The Bible says that you are a city set up on a hill. So there's a river that flows through your city. You'll see one day. Like, I like your river. <laughs> I love the river that flows from you. I'm telling you, it's real. But to us living in these last days, mm, there's a but. There's a but. We think we're not blessed. We're blessed. The prophets, the Bible says the prophets long to live in these days. Because they saw what was coming. They're like, oh my God, that generation is going to get some good stuff. We're kind of jealous. We're jealous. They th we keep looking in the past like, oh, I wish I was like Moses. And you know Moses is like, I wish I was like you. I'm serious. The prophets long to be in these days. Because what we are experiencing, what we are releasing upon the face of the earth, we have family. They were by themselves. We get brothers and sisters we can talk this stuff about. We're not alone. As crazy as your stories are, you're not alone. I used to think I was alone, and then I got to the resting place. Oh, my God. I have permission to be wild. Yes. But to us living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son. They got the servant. They were the slaves. They were the servants. Friends. But we get called sons. We're the sons and daughters of God. We, get, we got closer and closer. We're the babies of the kingdom. We're the spoiled ones. <laughs> we get the lap. We all get the lap. We're the babies once in the kingdom. We're like, what? They're like, welcome, little ones. You were the last, but the last shall be first. It's going to be wonderful. The appointed heirs of everything. We get everything. You don't even know what that is. I don't even, I'm saying it. I don't even know. Like, I mean, I just want Jesus. He's like, I am everything. <laughs> like, it's going to be an unbelievable journey. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and all time. The son. This man, Paul, the enemy of the church at one point. You know what happens when you go blind on earth for three days? Your spiritual eyes open for 3,000 years. Think about that. One day for God is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day for God. He clothed himself in darkness. It's what scripture says. We're in the upside down kingdom. Everything here is the opposite there. So if your, guys, if your eyes went blind here, your eyes open there. Christ said those that are in Christ, they don't die. They live. So rejoice when somebody dies because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The moment you close your eyes here, you're there. So what happens when a man goes blind here for three days? 
he sees glory for 3,000 heaven years. That's why he came back. He's like, I love the church. Everybody's like, what, Paul? You were just blind for three days. He's like, no, you don't understand. I know of a man that went up to heaven, whether it was in the physical or spirit, I don't know. But this man went there. He was talking about himself. He just didn't want people to give him glory because he knew no glory for him. Because people's like, oh, you're so holy. He's like, no, no, no. I was murdering the church when I had my God encounter. He wasn't fasting and praying when he had his God encounter. He was out to persecute the church, and he got hit with Jesus. And the hater of the church became the lover of the church. The persecutor of the church became the defender of the church. Because when you encounter Jesus, you experience the opposite. You become the opposite. That's what make my life just don't make sense. Because I was cray-cray. And I'm still cray-cray, but for Jesus. Right? I got witnesses in this room. I got witnesses in this room right now that know me from then. I was angry and bitter and I preached the word with so much wrath. And then now it's just like, oh, oh my God, I was wrong. He's so sweet. He's just so sweet. I can't wait to be with him. Like my dreams is to be with Jesus. And not in a religious way. He's my best friend. He's, I can't wait. I'm like, Lord, I can't wait to get to heaven and skip by your feet. Like literally, I'm a grown man. I'm 45. In two weeks, I'll be, I'm 44. I'm two weeks, I'm going to be 45. And I can't wait to get to heaven so I could sit on Jesus' big toe. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous. But wait till you get there. You're sitting next to me. <laughs> You're going to be like, you were telling us, Abraham. I'm like, I know it was hard for you to believe me. <laughs> it was hard for me to believe it. But it happened to me. And it, kept, it, it captured my heart. And when he picks us up in the palm of his hands, then you'll see. We're like, what? How is this even real? It's who he is. I mean, he's extending his arm already. <laughs> look that way. Look that way. He's right there. Look. <laughs> look. I'm telling you, look. <laughs> As a painting. <laughs> he's already extending his arm. Get on my hand. <laughs> I drew that for a reason, guys. <laughs> sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. The exact expression of God's true nature. We keep thinking that Father is angry and bitter and he's this old wrathful Zeus. He's not Zeus. He's Jesus. He's not ready to destroy you. Jesus says, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save the world, that in me all would be saved. That's why the Israelites got it wrong, the Jews got it wrong, because they were waiting for the God of wrath and destruction to come galloping with his angel army slashing heads. And yet he shows up as a healer. He shows up as a redeemer. And now we come and say, well, not this time. That time he came nice. But this time, now, now in our generation, he's coming to slash heads. I dare you want to make a bet. You want to make a bet. You think he's going to come and slash heads again? No, it's not who he is. The heavens and the earth shall pass away. But the Lord remains faithful forever. It's not a Bible verse that remains faithful forever. It says the Word of God. And the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word is God. The one that heavens and the earth shall pass away. But the Word of God remains forever. Is the Son. The Son is faithful forever. You reject them. Satan will chop you up. You decide to go with the enemy. The enemy is destroying you already. He's chopping you up and speaking lies to you. He's the one telling you to kill yourself. The Lord said, I did not come to condemn the world. I did not come to condemn the world. I did not come to condemn the world. I came to save the world. The condemner, the accuser is lying to you. And he's putting his personality on Jesus. All you got to do is watch some movies. All you got to do is watch Lion King. And you'll see how the liar lied to Simba and said, if your father finds out, your father's going to be mad at you and he's going to play blizz and he's going to kick you out. But the enemy had a plan this whole time to get rid of the son, to get rid of the child so he could take over the kingdom. 
You are an heir of the kingdom of heaven. You are an heir of the kingdom of heaven. And the enemy is telling you how worthless you are. He's telling you that the Lord can forgive you. But the Lord says in his word, I am lavish in forgiveness. The Lord is overflowing with forgiveness. The Bible says, let the wicked turn from their wickedness because the Lord is lavish in forgiveness. The Lord wants to forgive the wicked. But if the wicked don't come, it's because they're bound with the enemy. That's why it's an open invitation. But he keeps lying to us. Throughout every generation, he's been doing it. But too many people choose to listen to the deceiving spirits, the lying spirits, the deceivers. Instead of to listen to the truth. It's so much easy to believe, I'm not good enough. He doesn't love me. It's so easy to believe a lie, but yet it's so hard to believe the truth. When somebody tells you, I love you. No, 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 but I'm not good enough. No, no, I see the real you. The kingdom of heaven sees the real you. First Corinthians chapter 13 says, for now we look through a foggy mirror, but then we will know. We will know just like we are known. You are known. You are known. You don't know yourself, but heaven knows you. Heaven calls you more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Heaven tells you you can do all things through the Lord. He's strengthening you. You'll walk through the fire, you won't get burned. You'll walk through deep waters and you will not drown. You'll walk through a flame and the flame will not burn you. Because you're like Jesus. Jesus walked through deep waters. Did he drown? No. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in the fire. Who shows up in the fire? Jesus. Did they get burned? They didn't. Ezekiel walked through the valley of shadow of death. Did he die? No. He brought life into the valley of death. Because we are transformers. We changed realms when we enter the darkness he says you are the light of the world the churches are scared to go into the world shining light together there's no greater light in this room than the light of jesus our light becomes dim when he comes into the room because his light is so glorious it blinds everything else you don't believe me we are the stars he's the sun look at the sky right now and tell me if you could see any star shining right now you cannot see any star shining you know why because the light of the sun is so mighty the light of the sun is so glorious that it blinds these the light of the stars but when the darkness arises you see the little stars shining they're all there you can't even see the moon shine right now why because the light of the sun is mightier than the light of the stars but it doesn't mean that the light of the stars is not needed. The light of the stars is needed at the time of darkness. And we've been called to shine in the dark places. But too many believers are stuck shining light with each other. They like to shine in the light of the Lord. But do you have a light to shine in the middle of the darkness? Are you able to release his glory and radiance when nobody else is watching? Are you able to release his glory in the highways and the byways? Are you able to release his glory in the middle of other people's pains and deserts? Because you're a star. You don't believe me you're a star? You're a star. Ask Abraham. The Lord told Abraham, look at all the stars. More than all the stars in the heavens will be your descendants. And you know when, you know when, when Abraham, you better read your Bible. You know when Abraham saw the stars? During the daytime. <laughs> the Bible says, and Abraham spoke to God, and then it was nighttime. Read it. He was in the spirit. It wasn't that it was nighttime looking at the stars like people think. No. He was daytime, and God took him to glory. And he saw the stars. He saw every single one of us in eternity ready to come to earth because we are the stars of God. And we were sent to earth. The sun came first, and now we're here, shining our light in the middle of the darkness. We have to shine. We have to shine. The systems of this world are simply lying to us.
The sun is the dazzling radius of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. Jesus is the reflection of the Father. Who are you? If that carpenter was the mirror image of God, who are we? If no longer we live, but his mirror image lives in us. Who do you see when you look in that mirror? How precious are you? You look like him. The Bible says, and you will be like him. Mm. Do we even understand what we're saying? We'll be like him. Every single one of us. Even if you look sad right now. <laughs> even if it's hard to understand what I'm speaking of. You'll see everything I'm saying when healing comes into your heart and you're like, I'm healed. Whoa. Whoa. When you get healed, then you begin to see. When you forgive those that hurt you, you will begin to see. And it will blow your mind away. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. Did you know the Bible was this beautiful? It's a clear picture, right? It's so clear. I read this my whole life. I went to Bible college. I never saw this. And now I read it and I'm like, wow. Were we reading this this whole time? We were. He accomplished for us to complete complete cleansing of sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one Jesus he is infinitely greater than angels for he inherited a rank and a name far greater than theirs for God has never said to any angel what he said to Jesus now you want to know when Jesus walked into heaven after he did his mission on earth and he's walking down the aisle. And the father's down at his throne in the hallway. And all the angels are to this side and to that side. Almost like a bride walking down the aisle. is Jesus walking down the aisle towards the father's throne. And he's like, Father, I did it. And look at the father. He says, you are my favorite son. Today I have fathered you. I will be the father to him, and he will be the son to me. And again, when, when he brought his firstborn son into the world, let all my angels, you, this is what God was saying as Jesus was coming into earth. God is the king. You got to see this. It's like a movie. The king is on his throne. And he says this. He says, let all my angels bow down before him and kiss him in worship. And all the angels, as Jesus is walking to earth. And about his angel, he says, I, might, I make my angels swift winds and ministers fiery flames. Like literally, like angels were like engulfed in wind. I think they just started like, I could just see them beating their wings, right? And some of them just got like caught in fire. They're amazing. But about his son, he called them God. Like the God said, you're God. That's crazy. Because God is like a ranking in heaven. It's like when the king now makes his child the next king. He's like, you're God. And they're God together. Because Jesus has the heart of the Father. They're just identical. He's like, I love my dad. I love my dad so much. You can just see him like hugging. You know the way we love Jesus? I know because a lot of us love Jesus, but we don't, we don't love the Father. We're learning about the Father. We're literally learning about the Father. Like I've been learning about the love of the Father these last few years of my life. And I'm like, you're my dad? I'm your dad. And I'm like, Jesus, he's my dad. He's like, this is the one I want to bring you to. I'm like, but he's really nice, Jesus. He's like, gone. I'm like, I'm telling you, the father looks like Jesus. I met him. He's beautiful. You think Jesus is kind? Jesus, people were like, Jesus, you're good. He's like, I'm not good. 
My father's good. I only say what my father says. And I only do what my father does. He, Jesus is revealing father. He's, father's good, guys. I know we've been traumatized with religion and we're so scared of God. And God's like, come home. Watch, watch when we get there. We're going to be like, oh, I'm running down the aisle. We're going to be like, can we just run? Can we just run? Like, let's go. Like, jump. Jump into his embrace. And he says, the father tells the son, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. This is what it says here. And you will rule your kingdom. God made Jesus a God and gave Jesus a people. And we're Jesus' people. And that's why when Jesus, if you go to John 17, Jesus goes, Father, the ones that you gave me, now I give back to you. God gave us to Jesus. And then Jesus dies for us, brings us back home, and he gives us back to the Father. Oh, that's why he's our Lord. He is our Lord. He's the Lord of the human race. I promise you. There is none other. There is no other God. God the Father gave humanity to Jesus. And Jesus was willing to pay the price for humanity. And Jesus died for humanity. He is our Lord. And they're together. And you will rule your kingdom with justice and righteousness. For you have cherished righteousness and detested lawlessness. For this reason, God, your God... God is telling Jesus God, and he's like, you're God. Like, you got it? Someone, it's crazy how he says that. I see it. He's like, for you have cherished righteousness and detested lawlessness. For this reason, God, your God has anointed you. The Father is Jesus God. Ooh. The Father is Jesus God. And the Father, which is God, has anointed Jesus as God to be God over us. I'm telling you. I know it sounds crazy, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm telling you, I'm a jester. I, I see you. You're such a beautiful person. I see your garments. You have a turquoise dress, and it's a river. Your whole dress is a flowing river. It's so beautiful. I see your crown right now. It's so clear. So clear. Your crown has this beautiful turquoise diamond right there. Oh, you're precious. You're precious. And your hair. Your hair just flows with your dress. You are refreshing. Everywhere you go, hope comes into people's hearts. Wow, I see you. I see you so clearly. And you're so precious. And the enemy wants you to doubt of who you are. But he says you're precious. You're precious. And you carry hope. There's so many people that are thirsty. And you have permission to release of that water so they could drink. You can't hold it back no more. You can't hold it back no more. It's flowing from you. He wants you to release it. Everywhere you go, it's just a river. It's amazing. Once you see your dress, whoa. For this reason, God, your God has anointed you and poured out on you the oil of bliss. He poured. Jesus got anointed with oil of bliss. That's why everywhere he goes, we just get so happy. <laughs> That's why in his presence there's fullness of joy because he's been anointed by bliss. Whoa! Come on! Yes! I know it looks like I'm in church, but I'm not. I'm not. I promise. I'm not. I'm not. I'm seeing it. I'm reading it, but I'm there, and I feel like I'm living it. And poured out on you the oil of bliss more than any of your friends. <laughs> We're his friends. We're his army, dude. I see us. I see Jesus, and we're all, all of humanity is like, my buddy. <laughs> oh, my God, Lord. Take me yet. I need to keep going. I want, I want to stay on earth. I need to stay on earth. I need to, the world needs to know this. 
the world needs to know this. Don't rush to go to heaven. Rush to get heaven to earth. Rush to get heaven to earth. You are part of something. Every single one of you in this room, you are part of something so majestic and so glorious. Every single one of you has a gift. You don't need to compare. Yours is a song, but hers is the streets. You could just work together. And you know what you could do? You could sing in the streets. Or the streets could sing your song. Every single one of you has a gift. You don't have to compromise your gift to be like the other. How about you merge? Yours is song. Yours is laughter. How about you come to met together and make some laughing songs? Why not? We need some happy songs. We need songs of the kingdom. That's what we need. We need to just come together. We just need to come together. I don't know. I'm seeing it. I'm saying it. I don't care. I see it. Maybe this is what a peacemaker is. How do we bring peace to earth? How would we team up opposites? We need to team up opposites. Oh, I'm just going to hang out with people like me. Why? Why do they got to be like you? They should be exactly the opposite to you. Jesus was holy. Did he go looking for holy people? No, he left the holy people in the church. He's like, uh-uh, I'm going to the streets and find me some broken people. I'm going to make some people the opposite. So what if we look for the opposites and we come together, we'll raise up an army. The army of the Lord. And he called him Lord. The Father called Jesus Lord. He says, Lord, wait, let me see. No, the Son called the Father Lord. And he said, he called him Lord saying, Lord, you formed the earth in the beginning. And with your own hands, you crafted the cosmos. They both one day disappear, but you will remain forever. They will all fade like a worn out garment. And they will be changed like clothes. And you will fold them up and put them away. But you are I am. You never change. Years without end. And God has never said this. No, this was God the Father to Jesus. And it says, and God has never said this to any of his angels. Only one was given so much authority. Only one is I am. The Father God is telling Jesus, Jesus is I am. Right there, it's there. You don't make this up. For God will not place the coming world of which we speak under the government of angels. But the scriptures affirm, what is man that you would even think about him or care about Adam's race? You made him lower than the angels for a little while. You placed your glory and honor upon his head as a crown. And you have given him dominion over the works of your hand. For you have placed everything under his authority. This means that God has left nothing outside of the control of his son. God gave Jesus everything so he can run it. Earth is Jesus' business. It's right here. This means that God has left nothing outside the control of his son. Even if presently we have yet to see this accomplished. But we see Jesus who as a man lived for a short time lower than the angels and has now been crowned with glorious honor because of what he suffered in his death. For it was by God's grace that he experienced death bitterness on behalf of everyone. He's like, God, I'll die for them and I'll make them my people. And those that were not my people are now my people. Jesus stood in the gap. The chastisement of our peace went upon him. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. By his stripe, we are healed because he loves us. It is the beauty of God who created all things for his glory to make the pioneer of our salvation perfect through his sufferings 
for this is how he brings his many sons and daughters to share in his glory. Sons and daughters, us, we're going to share in his glory. Jesus, the Holy One, makes us holy. Jesus, the Holy One, makes us holy. And as sons and daughters, we now belong to his same father. God is not our grandfather. He's like, I'm your father. It's like, wait, wouldn't that be our great father, right? He's like, no, I'm Papa still. I'm still Papa. No grandchildren in heaven, just children. <laughs> oh, my God, my heart. We now belong to his same father. So he's not ashamed or embarrassed to introduce us as his brothers and sisters. He's not ashamed of us. For he has said, I will reveal who you really are to my brothers and sisters. And I will glorify you with praises in the midst of the congregation. My confidence rests in God. Here I am, one with the children Yahweh has given me. So the father gave him kids, but we still get to call the father, father. Oh, since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser. He came to cancel the intimidation in our lives. Who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage to the tormenting dread of death. For it is clear. For it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels. But for all the sons and daughters of Abraham. He did it for you guys. <laughs> he did it for us. We're the children of Abraham. This is why he had to be a man and take a hold of our humanity in every way. He made us his brothers and sisters. And he became our merciful and faithful king priest before God. As the one who removed our sins to make us one with him. He suffered and endured every, every task and temptation so that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeals of life. Ah, isn't that beautiful? That's the gospel. This is what we believe. We've probably been reading it with the wrong tone. But when we put the beautiful music, we try to speak it in a gentle tone. Did it paint a picture for you? Did you see it as clear as day? Like, ooh, the king came, boom. I'm like seeing all the connections. I'm like, Lord, it's us. We're part of this. You're a son and you're a daughter. All your sins are lying to you. They're like, he can't forget this one. You're lying. All your sins are forgiving. The ones you committed, the ones you're committing, and the ones you might commit. They're, we're going to get hit with different temptations, reactions, bitterness, anger. People might hurt us, and we're being developed to see what comes out. But he's walking with us. He's holding our hand. He who knew no sin became sin. So we could know and become the righteousness of God. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.